Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Amber and Ian is on ESPN Radio. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W. Sports ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's bring in one of Ian's old friends here, Randy Galloway. Former columnist for the Fort Worth Star and Dallas Morning News, Texas Sports Hall of Famer, Baseball Hall of Fame voter, but most importantly, Ian, on his resume, your former co-host. I would say, Amber, I would, I'd say I was his former co-host because I didn't talk a lot <laughs> with old Gallo. And, and Randy Galloway comes out of retirement to join us here on ESPN Radio to talk Texas Rangers baseball and some Dallas Cowboys football. And, and Gallo, a lot of people don't realize this, and thank you for your time as always, man. I'm sure you just cracked a cold beer just to talk some baseball uh look yes, yes here we go right there as a matter of fact that's retirement for you right there bleep you attitude bleep you contract gallo some things never never change man hey you were there day one with the texas rangers as a young beat reporter in 1972 did you ever dream in your lifetime one you would cover back-to-back world series with the rangers and then see them go to a third world series no, and and I uh, I was the beat man for the uh, for the first ten years of the franchise after the move, the Washington move, and that was 1972. And God, I loved that beat thing. And by the way, real quick, uh, since we're on Mother Mouse, uh, when I was promoted, I guess you'd call it, to a columnist at the Dallas Morning News in '82, the youngster who took my place. 24 years old, and uh, old fame, fortune, and the Baseball Hall of Fame, Tim Kirchin. So he, Tim became the baseball writer after uh, after I was uh, moved up there. But uh, when you look at the um, the dismal history of this team, and you uh, and it has been dismal for the uh, for the most part, and then those back to back World Series were. It's like we're dreaming. Um, so now here's another one. And, I mean, it's a religious experience when you say World Series and Rangers. But also, to say World Series and Rangers, it's one of those come-to-Jesus things, too, because that that brings up one memory, Game 6. Any Ranger fan across North Texas, across the country, if you're a Ranger fan, that's all you have to say. Game six, no other explanation needed. And that thing, to this day, how many, 12 years in, to this day, <laughs> I don't like to talk about it or even think about it because uh, even, even there in St. Louis doing the column, I'm still invested. I would have liked to have seen, uh, yeah, okay, it's supposed to be a neutral columnist, but I wasn't. I would like <laughs> to have seen the Rangers win a damn World Series. And there it was. And then the line drive off Mr. Freeze's bat to right field. Well, we don't need to get into that. But, yeah, it's uh, – so now here's another chance. 
And we, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering, what is that going to hold? I mean, that has to take the sting away a little bit from 12 years ago, Randy, right? They're, they're in it. I, nobody saw this matchup coming, but this is the matchup. We're here. Yeah, yeah and what a strange matchup that would have been. Uh, the odds of uh, the Snakes from Arizona and the Rangers uh, from Arlington uh, being the two World Series teams. But uh, I think the, the best part of it about this one is, I mean, you had six years of just disaster baseball. I mean, nothing. And, uh, you know, the 100 lost seasons. And uh, right up until last year, the 94 lost season. And it looked like there's no way out. Uh, and then several things happened that turned it around now Nobody thought it'd turn around like it has. And you're going to the World Series in one year. But, I mean, you can't say enough about the change at the top of the ball club. Chris Young takes over as general manager. I mean, that move had to happen. I never thought it would. And it happened. And then Chris Young goes out and brings in, well, Bruce Bochy. I never thought anything like that would happen. It would not have happened with the previous John Daniels administration because John went by the book of most clubs of, uh, hey, I'm the general manager. Uh, I've got a lot of geeks surrounding me, and we'll decide who plays where, uh, who pitches, who does everything. And that's not that wasn't just the Rangers. It's kind of the way baseball is played. But when and Chris Young is smarter than all those guys. Number one, he's also Ivy League. And number two, he pitched 13 years in the big league. That's what most of the geeks don't have. None of them have that. 13 years of pitching in the big leagues. But he wanted to bring this thing back to some old school baseball. And sure, they still use the numbers and the analytics. I mean, those are used. But this is about a manager being in charge of a baseball team. And I really appreciate it. Well, no, the Fox broadcast of, of the Rangers in the uh, throughout this postseason, Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez never failed to bring that up pregame and postgame. In fact, they kind of harped on it, and particularly in the Houston series where it was like, hey, here's two old school guys, uh, Dusty and, uh, and, and <laughs> the Botch. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's – it's that that's what turned things around. Uh, I got to admit, I'm no fan of the owners here, but uh, aggressive ownership helped to spending some money. And even though a lot of that money, hold on a minute. Did you out, just compliment Ray Davis? Did I just hear that? Did you just give him a compliment? Forget it. Okay. Forget it. Forget oh I God. said it. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that to leave this room. Please. <laughs> I am in awe. Well, Everett Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons, the Texas Sports Hall of Famer, Baseball Hall of Fame voter. He's covered the Rangers since 1972. The great Randy Galloway here with us on ESPN Radio. And, and Gallo, I've gotten this question a million times, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. And you cannot be biased about this because we know you're – you drink a beer with damn Ted Williams. I mean, so we know where your bias is going to, to, to go here. And you and Jerry Jones have had your love-hate relationship moments. But – if you go, if you, that's a laugh. There you go. If you had to be honest and say, what is a bigger draw right now? The Dallas Cowboys, who are sitting here with a winning record and have the Rams coming up on Sunday, 
or the Texas Rangers in the World Series, what's a bigger ticket, a hotter ticket right now in the Metroplex? Mm, hotter ticket? Uh, mainly because there's only 40,000 of them. Probably the Rangers are going to be a hotter ticket as opposed to 90,000 with the Cowboys. But who's going to get the bigger TV numbers? Uh, th- that would be the Cowboys. And, and I'm the first to admit that. And I... Uh, and that's the way it's always going to be around here. But uh, the Rangers make a, I mean, these great inroads are made when there's something like a uh, a World Series involved. And Ian, I've got, I don't care anything about it. I spent all my life, 50 years, going to stadiums and ballparks. And I rarely go anything live. I just, I'm here in the cantina at the house. And uh, I've got 60 inches of Samsung on one screen and 75 inches of Sam on one wall, excuse me, and 75 inches of Samsung on another one. Now, if the Rangers and the Cowboys on TV at the same time, Rangers in the World Series, the 75-inch has the Rangers. <laughs> the smaller TV has the Cowboys, but that's just me. <laughs> but I can, I can, I can watch them both. And you will be, you certainly will be, Randy Galloway. He is a baseball Hall of Famer, of course, former columnist for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram and the Dallas Morning News. We already established not an objective columnist during his time there because he wanted the Rangers to win World Series. And here we are again, Randy, another opportunity for you. So let's keep things positive. Let's erase the memory there of Game 6. For this Rangers team in 2023, what makes you feel best if I made you choose one thing about the matchup here against the Diamondbacks? I would say, good question, by the way, much better than any of Ian's questions. But (laughs) uh, I would say that the Rangers have much better offensive potential. And let's just call it potential because we know what happens when, uh, you know, pitching jumps up and it can always be good hitting. But the Rangers with much better run scoring potential so it's going to depend does Arizona come in and pitch they like they pitched the last two days in Philly are they going to pitch like that certainly Arizona is going to have the snakes will have a much better bullpen than the Rangers I'm not sure probably a deeper rotation but I think the Rangers top two guys are better than the snakes top two guys so I would say as opposed to what happened in the Houston series, Rangers got two games here. They need to jump out to a two-game lead and then hold on. Now, Philly did the same thing at home, and we know what how all that ended up after they jumped out to the two-game lead. But, I, you know, I got to admit, I, uh, I'm watching uh, the last two games in Philly, and I, I didn't pay a lot of attention to that series. I thought Philly would sweep them. But I'm watching these last two games, and I'm going, wow. I thought the Rangers would want to play Arizona because Philly was a much better team. Watching these last two games, my thought last night was, God, I hope Philly rallies for the Rangers' sake (laughs) because, (laughs) hey, Arizona looks like a better team. And they were a better team. No doubt. And so now, I mean, Arizona's in there. Rangers are in there. So. I don't know if the world's going to go crazy over 
Rangers, Diamondbacks World Series as far as TV ratings and all that. But uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to be right there in front of the TV set watching. I'll say that. Uh, Gallo, as we turn you loose and let you get back to your Miller Lite, we always appreciate your time here on ESPN Radio. What was it like to drink a beer with the great Ted Williams? Uh, let me tell you, Ted Williams treated me and, and the other writers, too, in 1972. We were all dummies. Uh, we thought we knew a little about baseball, didn't know anything. We'd never covered Major League Ball, even think anything close. But uh, Ted Williams, God bless him, could not have been better to me and the other beat writers on that thing. And I never forgot that. And, uh, and I always remember him for it. So God bless Ted Williams. I thought Ian was going to ask you what was it like drinking a beer while you're on Amber and Ian, but I guess Ted Williams is the uh, first I'm used second. to that. I'm used to that. <laughs> no, you, you could hey, have asked him what was it like to cover the dinosaurs when the asteroid hit. I mean, he, he covered oh, that, too, God. so there you go. Stop it. I Randy... was back there, man. I was there. <laughs> but I do like the name. I love the name of this show. And I'm signing off now. i got to drink some more beer. I'm signing off. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Amber and Ian, I like the name of the show. <laughs> I just... How does a beer drinking gentleman man? Gallo, just beat it. I mean, God bless him. By the way, you, you almost need a, a glossary. We used to have one for the other Galloisms, right? Snakes means Arizona Diamondbacks. Right. The Boach means Bruce Bochy. We can go on down the list of Galloisms, right? That it's almost a, a glossary that you need to follow along with that Hall of Famer. But a, the, the context that he gives on Rangers World Series, third one in his lifetime, priceless. And dummies, that's what we are. Uh, we, we will see how dummies we are when we come back. Big deal, not a big deal. Coming your way next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com rolling along here on amber and ian amber and ian presented to you by progressive insurance ian fitzsimmons is at ian fitz espn some of the accounts are run by his daughters those are the best ones (laughs) at amber w sports i unfortunately run all of my accounts. I'm waiting for my son to get a little bit older. Uh, before I turn things over and make him my social media manager, uh, that'll be an awesome day. Neither you nor I love social media. No, I, I do run or, or not run, but I I, I'm, I post on Twitter, X, whatever, but my daughters, I didn't even know I had an Instagram account until they informed me. And I guess on, on the 
byline or whatever it says you run by his daughters Rowan and Marin. It does. And, yeah, and so yeah, they, they do a, they do a great job. There's a lot there of content go. on your Instagram. They are always updating when you're at game because of course <laughs> Ian Fitzsimmons on our football coverage on on our NFL coverage and Amber. college football coverage every weekend and. His daughters are always keeping us informed where he is, what you're doing, what you're wearing. They, uh, they, every time I go on a trip, they, I come home and I get the hug, the kiss, right? What, what are you cooking for dinner? And then they grab one of them, grabs my phone and just goes to all the videos and pictures. And I've been reprimanded for not taking enough pictures and too many videos. So I'm like, look, what do you want me to do? I mean, come on. You're, you're, you're being overbearing right now. So my youngest, Marin, is coming with me. We fly out tomorrow for coaches' meetings, Oregon, Utah. She will be my you know run my runner uh, for, on the sidelines for a top 25 matchup. I can't wait. She, we, she and I have never done this before, um, and I'm very excited about it. But she, uh, she has said, tell Amber this will be his greatest, meaning mine, even though I have nothing mm-hmm. to do with it, his greatest Instagram post ever Marin, i have no doubt i i fully it will be believe all about that. her it will be well, all about her it'll be all about her as it should be but then also i'm guessing that since she'll be there we'll actually get you know the best angles we'll get the footage the the content that we so desire there so we go and you can find all of that right there. on ian go. fitzsimmons instagram <laughs> i love social media i just don't love have being a content generator on social media. I feel like that that's more like Marin's wheelhouse. So maybe I can hire her after she's done with you right now. <laughs> let's big deal. Not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? James Steele, our producer has been unusually quiet this show. I think because there's only been a couple references to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think maybe he chimed in once just to say the Chiefs are the best team. That's about all we heard from him today. Just Hello. wanted to just wanted to point it out that you said okay. a lot of good things about the Chiefs. Right, That's the most relax. important thing. All right. Uh, Matt I Hall- want to not, but they make it hard. Mad Dog Chris Russo, uh, he's going to have to explain what he said before Phillies Diamondbacks came seven away, probably. Uh, take a listen to this. I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. I, I, a, I'm stunned to beat Milwaukee. I thought they'd get swept by the Dodgers. I never thought they'd even go back to Philly for a game six. Uh, I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored, floored. And I'll say this right now. Just uh, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raceman, write it down. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win this series in seven games, if they win, I will I will retire on the spot. <laughs> on the spot. So uh, so he retired. He? He so was, he was on, for, which he was on first take today. He was on first take. He was on my television today. Did he retire? He was on first take today. He was, was also his on last uh, hurrah? Howard Stern. High Heat on the MLB Network. So and, and doesn't seem like Stern. he retired. Uh, Ian, a, guaran- a retirement guarantee and then seemingly just ignoring what he said. <laughs> big deal, not a big deal. He, he said on the Howard Stern show, I'm a liar. Sums it up right there, right? If you if you're gonna go out and step out that far, like I I said during an Iron Bowl, you know, or before an Iron Bowl, Alabama Auburn, if Auburn wins this game, you can chop my pinky off with a hatchet. And the moment I said it, I'm like, oh my god, there's a lot of people gonna be holding me accountable. Luckily, they didn't win that particular year. But you're gonna say something like that at his age, 
Amber, I thought it was an out. Like I, he was just going to, you know, that was his way to say, you know what? I'm done with Sirius XM. I might do first take, but you know what? I'm done. Instead, no, blatant lie. And that gives all of us a little bit of a black eye, in my opinion. When I heard it, I genuinely thought that as well, that he already has it in yeah. the plans that he's leaving Sirius because he's gotten so big with the work that he does with us here and so busy. And he is, he's everywhere. And it would be understandable if he wanted to retire from something, right? So I was thinking he already knows that he's retiring from something. And yep. that's why he said this. And then apparently none of that's true. And now he just looks like a huge fraud. And it was a weird time to throw out the whole all retire if thing, because I feel like as unbelievable and legendary as Mad Dog's career has been throughout, it has had an unbelievable resurgence here towards the latter half of his career. And this would be a dumb time for him to retire. Uh, it's like not. It's like in professional wrestling. The loser leave to leaves town match. They lose. And then a couple weeks later, they're back anyway. There you well, go. that's... What Chris go, Russo right just there. said is as fake as wrestling, James. Uh, all right, stop Aww. it. Don't say the F word. Mm. All right, uh, James Harden, he's not going to travel to Milwaukee right. or Toronto for the Sixers' first two games, but he did rejoin his teammates today in practice. Amber, big deal, not a big deal. Uh, this is, I mean, I'm. this is not, at this point, this isn't a big deal. It's not surprising, Ian. Not a big deal, and if he plays a single minute for the Sixers, I'll retire. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Right on, Amber. And he, you're joking. You have to walk it back a little bit because there's a lot of money at stake. And maybe James will get out there for a minute, even though he is telling us that he won't. Come there's up, always a chance. And if he does, Ian Fitzsimmons, he's done, baby. Next stop hour. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. College football fans are jumping for joy as we head into week nine of the college football season because, boy, do we have some big ones this weekend, Ian Fitzsimmons, and you are going to be at one of those games. Before we get to that ranked matchup, let's give the people some advice. Come on, Bet till your hands bleed. Uh, it's been a minute, Miss Wilson. It has been a minute. 22-13-1 and one, uh, on the season, we gave you earlier the under in the Dallas Cowboys-Rams game, 45. We gave you San Francisco, minus the three, buy it down. I hate to get beat by that little hook that is like a doppelganger for an apostrophe. Kentucky, plus four, buy it up. It's a three and a half, buy it up. Now we're going to give you the trap game of the weekend in college football. 
Give me Arizona, the Wildcats, at home against the Washington Huskies. Plus three and a half, buy it to four. Who do the Huskies have next week? At USC. Don't get caught peeking. Give me Arizona. I'll take the four points. Bet to your hands bleed. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So I mentioned it is a big weekend. In college football, 8th-ranked Oregon will be at 13th-ranked Utah. That is coming your way Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Ian Fitzsimmons will be on the coverage. That means our coverage begins right here on ESPN Radio at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. You won't want to miss Ian's work. Also earlier, (laughs) Ian was doing some serious work preparing for that game. He got an opportunity to catch up with Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. Well, Whit, I'm sure you're... Close to getting sick of our crew. <laughs> Third time we've had you guys this this year, and man, uh, it, it's a privilege to watch your men play. Uh, start with your quarterback going back to last week, and, and your pig farming walk on quarterback and Bryson Barnes, who refused to lose that game at USC. What did you learn about him, especially on that last drive where he willed your team to a win? Well, I don't know what we learned because we knew, you know, we've known all along how competitive and tough he is, and and just a gritty, gritty athlete. Um, you know, he was in high school. I know it was a small school, but he did everything. I mean, he was track, baseball, basketball, football. I even think he wrestled. I think he took state in wrestling. So, so he's a unique kid, um, and he seems to be uh, really getting some momentum now and, and uh, gaining uh, comfort, comfort level and, and confidence in, in running the offense. And uh, you know, players elected him team, team captain the other week. And you know, we had to uh, replace Cam when it was announced that Cam wasn't going to be able to play anymore this year so he's got the respect of his peers and uh like i said he's uh he's trending in the right direction for us it's not just him also i look at sioni vaki you told me last week he never played running back in high school he was a slot receiver he had 200 all-purpose yards uh on the road against sc a week before a buck 58 on the ground with two touchdowns where does this come from especially if you can give us more background on sioni vaki the person and the remarkable player we're seeing out there. We're with. I've got NFL GMs well, for, during the game texting me about Vaki. <laughs> Not kidding. Yeah, first of all, he's a terrific person. I mean, he's uh, he's a great teammate. He, he's got a great work ethic. Uh, he's focused. Uh, just can't say enough good things about him. He served a LDS church mission right out of high school, so he's an older kid, even though he's only a sophomore. He's he's uh, you know he's very mature. Um, high school, he was all Northern Cal as a slot receiver, as you mentioned, and so he's got a lot of uh, offensive uh, background and a, and a great skill set for offense. Uh, I think his heart is on defense. I mean, that's what he wanted to play uh, coming out of high school, but he did have several Power 5 offers as a slot receiver coming out. But uh, he has given us such a boost on offense and, and, and created that spark that we were desperately looking for. And, and uh, you know, the last two weeks you've really seen what, what his capabilities are, and that was that was uh, just, uh, you know, a, a sampling. You know, if we devote more time to him over there on offense, I'm, I'm sure his production will continue to go up. Man, it's, it's remarkable to watch. And for people who don't know, I mean, that was a point in this year where you had 18 of your top 44 on your two deep, either doubtful or out for a game against UCLA when we had you guys. And you continue to find ways to win, you know, and you, you were banged up at SC, found another way to win. If you can, I don't even know if you can, Coach, sum up what you see in a true next man up mentality where your guys just refuse to fail. 
Yeah, it's uh, just in, it's instilled in our guys, and, and it's part of our culture. And and uh, you know, when a soldier goes down, the next guy comes up and picks up the slack and and uh, gets the job done. And that's you know something we constantly harp on is, hey, you may be a two or a three, but you're a snap or two away from from being in the game, and you better be ready. You know, you better be, you know, when that does happen, and your teammates see you jogging on the field, they better say, oh yeah, this guy's paid the price and he's ready to go, rather than you know, oh not this guy. You know, he's he doesn't he's not all in and, and that type of thing. You don't want to be in that, you know, you don't want to be that guy. So so we've got uh, a pretty good, uh, you know, uh, instilling of that uh, concept in our guys, and, and they really, uh, really believe in it. It's another top 25 matchup at Rice-Eccles. It's Oregon at Utah. The head coach of the 7-1 Utes, Kyle Whittingham, joining us here on ESPN Radio. We'll be on the call with Mark Kestershire and Kelly Stauffer. And, you know, you, you look at Rice Eccles right now. I think my, I think my math is right. I think you've won twenty six of your last twenty eight at Rice Eccles, which is that's a home field advantage. If you take us onto the field, what's that experience like when an opposing team comes in and sees the must and, and the power of that fan base right there? Yeah, it's a, it's an awesome home field advantage for us. Uh, it's not the biggest stadium in the country. We hold fifty one five, although we've closed uh, probably fifty five in there certain weeks. But but uh, it is uh, loud. Uh, the must the you know the student section is as good as there is in the country, and uh, you know like I said, it's just a phenomenal place to play. We have uh, eighty plus straight uh, sellouts. So it goes back some 12 years, I believe. And so uh, great uh, support from the community and from the, from the students. And, and our players really feed off that. It's a it's a, a lot of passion, a lot of energy in that stadium. There's no doubt about it. I've experienced it many a time, and it, it is truly special. And Oregon's going to have to face it. Uh, this, this Ducks team, they can fly. When you watch them on film, what jumps out to you? Well, first of all, offensively, they're so balanced. I mean, they there's really uh, you know they they run the football exceptionally well. They're leading the Pac-12 in, in rushing offense. They're leading the Pac-12 in total offense, uh, over 550 yards a game, darn near 50 points a game. Uh, you know, they're really good on third down, over 50 percent conversion rate, uh, over 70 percent touchdown rate in the red zone. I mean, they they just they're doing everything very well there's no no weakness and so that's that's always the toughest thing to defend as a coordinator is a team that is very balanced and really has no deficiencies and that's uh, that's where they are defensively they're in the top third of the league in pretty much every major defensive category so they're they're a complete football team and we're going to have to be at our best to uh, to have a chance how do you defend Bo Nix Athletic, big arm. Yeah, good question. No one's been able to yet. Uh, well, I guess Washington <laughs> had somewhat of an answer, but they still still put up 33 points. But but uh, he's such a fierce competitor. He's a lot like our guy as far as his mentality and and his toughness. And and uh, he's a you know he's definitely the leader of that football team, leader of that offense. And and uh, he runs that offense, you know perfectly and, and they got a great supporting cast and and the front is really good you know they got good size up front uh, on offense and and uh, those guys really play well as a unit well as as we wrap up coach and, and thank again thank you for your time it's utah oregon right here on espn radio college game days your guys but it's been i mean as we talked about it, it's been a, an interesting year for you you've been around football <laughs> for over 40 yeah. years have you ever experienced a season like the one you're having right now Never, never. It's it's very unique, and and uh, you know each week we're trying to trying to find a different way to win. And you know, there's an old saying: there's a way to win every game. You just got to figure out what that is, and and that's what we're trying to do week to week. How much have you enjoyed the challenge? Oh, a lot. You know, but you hate to see guys get injured. That's the worst part yeah. of the 
of the profession and of the job is, is seeing your guys go down. I mean, they're out there laying it on the line, uh, you know, every day in practice and every weekend in the, in the games, and and to uh, to see them get uh, you know those injuries is is uh, it's tough. But uh, you know, it's part of the game, and, and it's a physical game, and it's not for the faint of heart. So so uh, you just got to deal with it. You guys have a lot of fight in you. Can't wait to watch it again. It's always a privilege. Oregon, Utah, right here on ESPN Radio College Game Day. The whole crew. Can't wait to see it all, Coach. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll see you Saturday on the field. Okay, Ian, sounds good. Appreciate you having me on. So Oregon-Utah is going to be your flagship game of Week 9 of the college football season. Again, kickoff in that one's 3.30 p.m. Eastern. So Ian and the crew will get you started right here on ESPN Radio at 3 p.m. Eastern. And Ian, you can't, you can't be biased in this game. You can't give me too much in terms of predictions or anything, but you can tell me what we should be looking for in this one. That Utah defense against that Oregon offense. It's the same as last week when I, we had Utah at USC. Strength on strength. And, and I, I can't wait to watch it. And Lander Barton, uh, the outstanding, Utah's outstanding outside linebacker. His older brother plays linebacker you know, with, with the Washington Commanders. Another brother is an offensive lineman with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it's just a family of just ballers. Lander Barton, broken foot. I mean, it, it, it keeps on coming for these guys. They start getting healthy, bam, something else happens. And they find a way, Amber, damn near every single week except once in Corvallis against Oregon State to find a way to win. So it's, it's Utah's ball-hawking, relentless defense against Bo Nix, Bucky Irving, who averages around eight yards a carry in that offense of, of the Ducks. That is by far bar none the matchup to watch when it comes to this remarkable tilt at Rice-Eccles, where, as you heard it, in case you're just tuning in, Utah has won 26 of her last 28 games at Rice-Eccles. Damn. That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, it will be an amazing matchup. It is certainly the matchup, the only, correct me if I'm wrong here, the only other ranked matchup coming our way, Duke-Louisville, oh. a 20 versus an 18. That one also Saturday at 3.30. Is it that matchup that you'd be looking at next, or what are the matchups around college Georgia-Florida. Oh. I know, hey, it's oh, your, th- your Gators. You. Your Gators, you, man. Hey, hey, the cocktail uh, party. Yeah. Georgia's a 14-and-a-half oh. point favorite here. And well, I, I was am, trying to forget that. It Billy Napier, don't, uh, you better get him now. Oh. If you're going to beat Amber's Gators, you better get him now because they are recruiting their asses off. They really are. I mean, shout out and, to Billy for the recruiting. I, I, don't look, that... I don't follow recruiting. I'm just, I mean, I hear from coaches, right, across the country. and He's they crushing er, it. Every time, organically, Florida comes up in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So... And it's not it's not the stronger it's not the strongest booster collective by any means. No, and it should be, right? right. But well, I, well, I don't know. There's getting Trey Wilson back Texas, obviously I mean, is huge. Settle down a little bit, but, but yes, look, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's, you know, get, there's, get Granddad back on the, on the program here, right? I mean, whatever you got to do, but you know, you better get nap now, man, because Nate is he's building something there in Florida, and you know, look, it's a fourteen and a half point spread, but anytime the cocktail party hits, I've done that game six times. It is an advertisement for Red Solo cups. Yes. And if you have to take a leak, trust me, my scene set three years ago was from the porta potty line where I rolled tape on with these these three girls. They were about twenty five yards away from thirty porta potties, mm-hmm. and the, the 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 line was about a hundred yards long. I said, "How long have you been in line?" And one of them goes. To the point where we're at DEFCON 1. 
<laughs> so, hey, get ready. They go harder than the average bear for Georgia, Florida. That is always must watch. Popping a squat at that point. Uh, all right, coming up next here on Amber and Ian. Ian public guy, hell with it. Ian right? has a truck. Actually, don't do that because a lot of people get arrested doing that at Georgia, Florida. So behave yourselves there in what was formerly known as the world's largest cocktail bar. Still call and, it that. Hell, yeah, well, they got rid of that name uh, for a no. reason there nope, because we got show. some issues. Everybody have fun responsibly at that game, uh, but it is a hell of a time if you do. Coming up next, Ian has a travel predicament. That he oh, wants us to weigh no. in on. We are going to get maybe some story time here from Ian Fitzsimmons. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. Coming down the stretch here on Amber and Ian, back on your airwaves. We're here tonight. We're here tomorrow night. Maybe we'll take a little break again because World baseball. Well, you know, I listen. Okay, if I was running ESPN, I'd be like considering, you know, Amber and Ian, World Series. I think I'd put Amber and Ian a notch above the World Series in terms of importance. But currently, the people running ESPN, before I'm able to take it over, they disagree. So they gave baseball its time in the sun. We'll be back next week, right? Uh, back you're, you're, you're better than ever unless Greeny as well. Unless so Greeny has that copyrighted, in which uh, case never I mind. Go ahead. I'm, yeah, say uh, something, so, but I'm not going to. Well, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot to get out of you because you've got some stories and a predicament for us coming our way. But first, you've got a little bit more advice. So let's get to that. Bet till your hands bleed. Tough to do on a Wednesday, but we're doing it anyway, right? So we gave you the under 45, Dallas and the Rams. We gave you San Francisco minus three by the hook. Buy it down. Take Sam Darnold and the Niners. Yeah, you heard me say it. Give me Kentucky plus the four. Buy that up against Tennessee and the Vols. I'll take Keon Tucky. And then Arizona at home against Michael Penix Jr. and the Washington Huskies plus the four. Buy that half a point as well. The last one. Green Bay, plus one against Minnesota. America just saw the Vikes beat the unbeatable San Francisco 49ers. They saw Jordan Love struggle, and it's only one. I'm a contrarian. America's on Minnesota. Give me Green Bay. Bet till your hands bleed. It's story time with Ian Fitzsimmons. Now, Ian will be... At the Oregon Utah game, can't you, believe we're you, doing this on national radio. But let's go. You already, you already seem yeah a bit nervous about it. I am. So you're traveling to the Oregon Utah game tomorrow this weekend. You're you're leaving tomorrow. I will be here uh, tomorrow. Ian will not because Ian is a traveling tomorrow, and he will be on our airwaves for that game kicking off 3:30 p.m. Eastern coverage beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. But your travel plans have you in a bit of a predicament. Yeah, so we have coaches' meetings on Friday morning, uh, production meeting, and then yeah, and then we go to dinner on Friday night as a crew, and then we call the game. Then on this trip, I am bringing my youngest daughter, Marin, who's 15, who wants to get into the business. Uh, freshman in high school, she just, she plays three different sports. She just she's a sports junkie, right? So just got an alert uh, from American Airlines that I've been upgraded. Right, so now I'm I'm going from sitting next to Marin to, do you give your first class seat to your daughter? My my obvious answer is absolutely, right. I'm not going to pass. You know, I, 
Can you take this uh, hot cookie you just gave me, uh, which is re smells remarkable, and deliver it back there to 9C? No, I can't do that, right? So the only play is to give the first grade, the first class upgrade to your daughter. There's a second one. This one I'm really leaning, and this is where I'm going to tug on some heartstrings. If I see an active member of our military, mm -hmm. you give that person mm -hmm. the first class seat, and I sit next to my daughter. That's a no-brainer. If I see that on the plane, that's it. End of conversation. Marion and I are still sitting next to each other, and I give the, the that active military member our first class seat. But if I don't see one on our flight, it goes to Marin. But here's the question I pose to you, Amber, mm -hmm. and to Ryan Matlack, our favorite Canadian, and to our favorite metalhead, James Steele. I'm TSA. She's not. So if I'm giving her the first class upgrade, do I have to go through general boarding? Or can I meet her at the end of it? She's flown enough. She'll be comfortable, mm -hmm. I think. How old is she again? 15. Okay. So do can I go through TSA... And then I have to take the shoes off and everything else and just rock on through and wait for her right next to general boarding and just have her go through the general boarding process if I'm giving her my first class seat. So there's a couple different ways I would look at both of those things, actually. Come on. I think that you could look at the TSA thing in the same way that you could look at the first class thing, which is teaching a lesson, right? So... Your ability to go through TSA and to be comfortable being able to navigate that by yourself. And she's at that age now where, you know, she certainly would be capable of doing so. And like you said, she's flown before. So maybe a good learning experience for her to just kind of have to go through that process by herself because it's something she's going to have to navigate when she moves out of the house here in just the next couple of years and she's going to have to navigate it yeah. flawlessly. And it's part of being a traveler. And when you are in those lines, you can always tell who has the experience traveling, right? So by the time she's out on her own, she'll be a pro's pro because you gave her that experience. So that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is that you're a jerk for deserting your daughter. So there's that too. When it comes to the first class thing. Damn, that hurt. The, first, <laughs> the first way of looking at the first class thing is the one that you proposed which is she's my daughter I'm doing something nice for her I would imagine as a 15 year old first class probably feels like a very very big deal I mean most of us never even got to fly first class at 15 so I feel like that's a heck of an experience for her to have and probably something that she would really cherish the other way of looking at that is a learning lesson like no get your ass in the back of the plane until you yourself work hard enough where you get up so which on one first would you class. do it, this, that's hard for me because I'm a boy mom and I feel like I choose the latter, but I wonder if there's some sex at play here. Like the gender scenario there where you're okay, quick around the horn. Here we go quickly. Matt Lack, what am I doing? I think you are starting to give a great life lesson by showing her how to get it done. And you'll see her on the other side. <laughs> I think with you, Steel? you're, you're a Southern gentleman. You're, you're giving her you're the first a dad. Class. You're giving it to her. We, we know that's what's going to I'm giving the first class seat, yeah. but I'm talking about general boarding. The general oh, I don't, boarding, I don't even know what you're she talking can figure, about she can navigate yeah, that. I mean, Thanks for tuning in, James Steele. She can navigate that's that. All I've, ever, all I've ever had is She'll general learn. boarding. I don't know. Dear Lord, Steele. Go Chiefs.